family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage, for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, Ford and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Hey, welcome everybody to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services and brought to you in part by Sobeys Garage in Loganville, Georgia, out on 200 Bay Creek Road. Uh, give John a call if you need some repairs and you need somebody honest to do them, 678-825-2127. I want to welcome today someone that uh, I've been looking forward to, to getting on. It's, she was on here uh, back in 2018, and there's been a lot happening in, in the machine, in the mechanical industry and, and all that, and, and um in machine industry between 2018 and 2020. It's Lisa Winton. She's CEO for the Winton Machine Company. And uh, not that's just one of the tags that's, that you're tagged with because you are into a whole lot more than just running a machine company and, and doing all of that. You're, you're so involved in that whole industry. And one of the things I, you know, it's so glad to have you here. Well, thank you so much, Rick. I'm really glad to be here, and this is something that I'm so passionate about is workforce development and technical education, um, manufacturing, and what advanced manufacturing looks like in the future. Well, I know that you're really wrapped up in the advanced manufacturing end of it as far as the education part of it. You're really promoting it. Um, You're out there working on it every day. I don't see how you find time to do all that you do in a 24-hour day. Um, One of the – you know, this isn't – kind of an interesting perfect time to do this following the state of the union address last night that uh, was uh, an awesome address talking about it, a lot of different things and one of the things he talked about a lot was the education system and one of the things that uh, he also talked about was the USMCA which you were on the vice president's roundtable uh, discussing the development of that too uh, kind of tell us a little bit about that and how it led into what else you're doing So um, manufacturing uncertainty is one of those things that drives our industry. In fact, um, the National Association of Manufacturers just did their manufacturing outlook survey, and they said 68% of manufacturers had a positive outlook, and that's down from 90 last year, a year ago today. And I think a lot of that had to do with the trade deals. It had to do with um, the tariffs that were going on. And, you know, there's a lot of different uncertainties out there for us, especially in a political climate like it is right now. So I think that as we see with USMCA passing, I think with the China deal, with um, a lot of different things that are on the horizon right now, I think we'll see that the that manufacturing survey, we'll, we'll see a lot more um, positivity in that in the um, months to come. Oh, I, I totally agree because uh, that trade deal was a, a, a tremendously better than what we had. And I think it's going to bring a lot of stuff back into our country and keep it here and make it manufacturing's on the rise like crazy in the United States. Uh, what was it he said? It's where it, where it, where it's all happening or 
is the place that it's happening and this is where it is the united states uh there's just a lot more going on i know that you know when we when we look at that there's a lot going on in gwinnett with regards to the supporting of the technical educations um you've got a lot of the stem things going on you've got how does it really relate to to georgia with the state of the union when it comes to the technical education part yeah rick so um just to go back one um one more thing on the usmca deal um for a lot of your listeners you know it's really important because nafta you know there was a lot of a lot of things about nafta that were not favorable for the united states and so we didn't get everything we wanted on the USMCA deal, but we got a lot of things. So it's going to be it's going to be very helpful. And um, you know, the president um, was a big supporter. The vice president, a huge supporter. Um, but it was definitely a bipartisan um, support, and it was it was individuals, it was corporations, it was a lot of people that have been um, advocating for years for that. So I think it's not one individual that can definitely take credit as a lot of things that we're going to talk about. I totally agree. So um, one of the things that the president talked about yesterday was technical education and bringing it back in all our high schools. And so I know, you know, we're probably around the same age. So <laughs> I know that we had technical education in the high schools when I grew up. And at some point in time, we just started to take those out. You know, it used to be what we call shop or home ec, right? And then maybe some automotive, maybe some cosmetology. Woodworking. But woodworking. But it wasn't what, what we need today. And so Gwinnett County, I think, has been at the forefront. Um, I have to say that um, super, our superintendent, um, Superintendent Woolbanks, and I think that um, all of the folks um, with Gwinnett County um, Education um, have done a phenomenal job over the years. We have one of the top STEM high schools in the country. We have a new STEAM high school that opened up. We have Maxwell High School. We have Grayson. Um, these are programs that you can go for half a day from any one of our high schools there, and they have a large range of programs. And the new development in uh, Hamilton Mill? Yes, and so that new cluster is super exciting. It's an AI cluster, and so those kids will experience that from elementary school all the way through high school, and there'll be a brand new cluster, so you're not having to try to do that whole form fit. So, um, but all the majority of our high schools either have career academies now, or they have some sort of academy, some sort of STEM academy. They have different opportunities. They have engineering classes. They have different um, classes that you can take in addition to your curriculum. It's challenging though, because if you have to take a standard curriculum, it's hard to find room in your curriculum for those electives. Um, so it's definitely a choice and you know it's an interesting conversation because it brings on who is your biggest influencer it's your parent it's the parents it's right the parents. you come home and yeah they they talk to you about what is it that I'm going to have you know what should I take next year and you know a lot of parents are you know they're just worried about you know what should you take so that you get into a good college well and a lot of the kids bounce off their different interests as they grow up and as they change they're bouncing off their parents and their parents are familiar with the whole storyline and where they come from where they are how to better direct them and give them advice that's provided they've been given enough information to where they can help with that but how many parents really know what what our economy is going to look like in 20 years what the jobs exactly. are going to look like in 20 years we talk about so many of our jobs going away um, but what are those jobs that are going to take their place yeah what, what are they going to look they like they will take the place and advanced manufacturing offers a wide range of jobs so you don't have to be on the floor you don't have to be um 
uh, an engineer. You don't have to be um, a machinist or a welder or assembly all the support. or electrical. You can be in logistics. You yep. can be in marketing. You can be in finance. You can be in HR. You can be... Um, there's a multitude of jobs. You and in in, in uh, software. I mean, software alone. There's so much development careers out there, and software engineering. Um, so I think that there's a lot of opportunities um, in the manufacturing world. And in fact, I just heard a really interesting statistic that there'll be 4.6 million high-skilled jobs in the next next decade. So who's going to fill those jobs, Rick? Well, you know. That's one of the things that Melvin Everson and we talked about with, with things like Gwinnett Tech. They are so on the forefront of trying to get kids in and help, help them identify what's going to be. The biggest thing is figuring out what is the job. And I think that's where our development comes in, our uh, partnership Gwinnett and the different de- economic development industry areas that uh, the county works in. is trying to figure out, reach it out we were talking about earlier, to the companies, what companies are you looking to bring in? What is looking to come? What are their needs? What are they going to be needing for people to work? So that way it helps to give a direction as to how you can help the kids identify what may be the, what they really want to do in life. Well, that's a wonderful thing. I mean, Georgia is on the forefront. It really is. We have 22 technical colleges. We have 89 campuses around the state of Georgia. I mean, that's incredible if you look at the rest of the states Absolutely. in the country. And with those, those technical colleges are more agile. They can change and they can evolve. And so we have um, a great initiative that's um, out from the Georgia legislature and it's um, 17 high demand initiatives. They're tuition free programs that you can participate in. I mean, tuition free. We talk about how much debt that kids are graduating with these days. And these are tuition free programs. And what makes the determination of what these programs are going to be is open jobs or jobs that we know are going to be open in the next few years. Right, what's coming here? Yeah, so our technical colleges have economic development arms and they work with the industries that are coming into um, through our Quick Start program and through other great programs that are here in Georgia. And they decide what programs those schools need in order to fill those jobs. Well, and another unique thing about the technical school industry is they're so adaptable. You can have things change in that field, in, 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 that, in, in that industry, and in that job group at, a, at just in overnight practically. So you have to be able to be flexible in your education process to where you can adjust to that and move people in as you change it. Sometimes the four-year, and, and, and I'm all for four-year colleges. If it fits the person, I think it's a great thing. We've got to have doctors. We've got to have lawyers. Unfortunately, we got to have lawyers, but um, <laughs> we got to have doctors and lawyers, and it's not, but not everybody's that way. And their their whole core idea of education, rel- relatively changes very little, and because the end result very seldom changes much. So what you've got is the on the on the technical end of it, is you may have everything that's looking like it's going to go in a particular direction. And with a new discovery, a new invention, a new whatever, all of a sudden the path can change a little bit, and you may need to alter what your education system looks like. Technical schools have the ability to do that, and I think that's one of the things that makes them the most, I guess, the, the best way to look at it is it makes it really where you can reach out and grasp it and in the best direction to go in. 
Yeah, so a lot of kids. So um, Perkins grants are a really big part of that because you need to have the equipment at your technical colleges. Mm -hmm. So in a traditional school, you have a professor and you have students, and um, unless it's a lab type environment, you don't need the equipment that you need in every one of the classrooms at a technical college. So that comes from partnerships, and we talked. You talked a little bit earlier, and you mentioned that corporate partnerships. So I think we're seeing an evolution in education right now. We're seeing where corporations, companies, small companies like mine, medium-sized company, large companies are working with our educational institutions because we understand that it's not just the job of the government to educate our kids. Absolutely. It's not just the job of the parents to educate our kids. If we want a workforce that's gonna be able to fill our jobs and make us successful um, and, and drive our economy, then we have to be a part of the solution. And so a lot of companies are doing some really great stuff and that's where that, um, earlier we mentioned the National Association of Manufacturers, they're doing a Creators Wanted campaign that is driving towards the education of kids and parents and advanced manufacturing understanding what those jobs are understanding the education that's needed to fill those jobs because there's a lot of things you know we talk about math and science and important subject matters that we need to learn and that there's reasons that you learn that it's it's opening your mind it's being able to think critically absolutely and, and those are the kinds of things that we really you know um, president trump talked about our education system and it hasn't changed a lot you mm -hmm. know across the board now some counties like ours we've we've made strides. But, you know, you have rural areas and you have other states that haven't made as many strides as we have. And in those cases, I think one of the biggest things we have to look at is project-based learning. And how does that fit into our curriculum? And how do we graduate a workforce? How do we graduate kids with critical thinking skills? Because in advanced manufacturing and in any job really you need to have those critical thinking skills you need somebody Absolutely who can think do. outside the box and um i know that uh, at ksu they started an entrepreneurship center and they started a, an entrepreneurship major and people say well why would you do that i mean how many kids are going to graduate from college and actually start a business well you'd be surprised yeah you would be surprised and probably that that higher percentage but you know what? I want somebody working at Winton Machine that can think critically, that can think outside the box, that can solve problems. It has that desire to learn and expand. Correct. And that's and when you get into the situation like with Winton, you have got to be able to, like I said, learn and expand because it's, if, like I said, tell people, if you don't learn something today, you hadn't been paying attention. It changes every day. You can be in a job setting. It's going to change every day. And there's always going to be something there to learn. And somebody with a lot of experience can teach you that to a certain point. But a lot of it is hands-on learning experience, trial and error, and being able, like you say, critically think outside that box. And it's also relearning and retraining. So um, one of the things that um, was mentioned last night in the speech was our veterans, mm -hmm. and that more of our veterans are finding jobs, um, which is which is really important when you leave our armed forces. Like, what are you going to do next? What's the next stage in life? Well, Gwinnett Tech has an interesting distinction there. You want to tell us about that? Yeah. So Gwinnett Tech, um, according to Military Times, was ranked number two for their veteran affairs. I mean, that's incredible. Right here in Gwinnett County, number two in the nation. Um, so our veterans, if there's any veterans listening, you know, I, um, and you're looking to change your career path to utilize the things you've learned while you've, you know, um, proudly served our country, I definitely encourage you to go um, to Gwinnett Tech and to meet with their Veterans Affairs and to find out about the ability to go back to school and um, in most cases 
you know, you'll graduate debt free, as many of the students actually at our technical colleges, ni over 90% graduate debt free. And that's one of the big advantages that, uh, you know, there's a big, big push on trying to, on all the debt and big discussion on all the debt that the college kids have nowadays. But there's the, do the, the dollar amounts and all the debt that you get into with technical schools is just minimal. Uh, you can, like you say, you can you can graduate very easily debt free, whereas you cannot do that with a four year, eight year with a college. Yes, and and the fact that we have so many programs, and I mean, you can get an associate's degree. You can go to our, our, one of our colleges, and you can go for a, just a certificate. You can go mm -hmm. um, for a one year program. You can go for a six month program. You can go for a two year program. Um, there are also um, right now there's a big conversation about apprenticeships and internships. Um, I think that's something that we've had for a while, but we haven't had the real push that we've had. Um, if you look like at countries like Germany in advanced manufacturing, they've had apprenticeship programs, really strong ones for hundreds you know of years. hundreds of years. Yes, and so we kind of went away from that as well. So again, that's another opportunity for companies and our education system to work together. And one of the other really interesting things that Gwinnett County does is it has. Um, and partnership Gwinnett is they have principals, they have teachers, they have parents, they have kids, they have Manufacturing Day, um, which was, uh, I believe, created by the Manufacturing Institute, if I'm not mistaken. But it's something that's being done everywhere across the country. And Gwinnett County um, has really embraced it. Um, and they, every year, they take students and teachers and parents. Um, educators and they um, visit different manufacturing facilities around the county so that the kids can see firsthand what kind of jobs and opportunities that they have. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, it makes a big difference to be able to put your eyes on it, especially to a kid. Uh, people let talk a lot, you read them in books, but to actually put your hands and your eyes on something and see what the people doing it makes a big difference. Yes. What about on a national level with the workforce development and, and uh, technicians available in education, technical education. How how are we looking on that as far as how Georgia relates to that? So I think that there's a lot of initiatives. We've talked a little bit about some of those initiatives. Um, and I think this new Creators Wanted um, campaign, and you know, I urge you if you're interested and you're listening to um, go online and look it up, Creators Wanted. Um, they will uh, be visiting. The National Association of Manufacturers is celebrating 125 years. Um, which is pretty incredible it's when terrific. you think about it. 125 years ago in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, a group of folks came together, a group of companies, and um, created this association. And it's associations at the state level and at the national level that are helping a lot when it comes to workforce development. So the Georgia Association of Manufacturers here in Georgia is a very strong organization that's advocating for manufacturers. And part of advocating for manufacturers is advocating for education because workforce development if we don't have the workforce we can't grow well, we can't absolutely. bring we can't bring jobs to georgia and so we are in competition with all the states around us because they're all catching on to the wonderful things we've been doing and they are also offering um, great opportunities as far as developing the workforce well when you go out there and you find out what what companies are trying to get here I mean, it gives you an idea of what you got to do to because a lot of them are, are trying to get them here and the trying is the word and so you know they're coming. So are you prepared when they get here? And that's the whole idea with the technical education is to learn what's going to be going to be needed and then train your people for what's coming and you're one step ahead, two steps ahead. 
Yeah, so um, when the Department of Economic Development, you know, um, we have folks, whether it be at our local chamber, the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce, or it be at the Atlanta Chamber of Commerce, or it be at a state level, or if it be the governor, you know, they're going out and they're actually going all, you know, traveling all over the world to bring companies and businesses here to Gwinnett, to the state of Georgia. And with that, the number one question everybody wants to know is, what does your workforce look yep. like? Will you have a workforce that I need to be moving my company there? Correct. And, you know, how long will it take me to educate and train and equip my and workforce? how much is it going to cost me to do that? Most definitely. So Georgia has a quick start program and it's funded with our tax dollars. You know, we talk all the time about how much, ta- how I, you know, how much taxes we pay, right? But what are those taxes going towards? And these are the type of programs that really help us as far as, um, taxes go from a state level. So um, the Georgia Quick Start Program um, is a great program to identify, to bring companies here to, you know, they um, help support those employees and those companies while they're training. They provide training um, free of charge um, and at a low cost basis to enable those companies to educate and equip that workforce. And so with that and bringing those are bringing higher paying jobs. You know, so that's something that, you know, we want to we want to educate people so that they can make more money. Right. Because the big issues we have around poverty, around homelessness, around um, the opportunities for for those people, for the next generation to get better, to get off of government assistance, to live better lives, because we all want more for our children. All comes down to economics. It comes down to having a good job that brings home a salary in which you can buy food and you can provide shelter and you can educate your children. Correct. By doing that with the, and it all, then it all comes right back to the education part. And so that's where we all have to be more involved. And, you know, the quote unquote government school is not just the answer. Uh, We've got to have a lot of this public private partnership out here in which that is one thing that I can honestly say Gwinnett is extremely good at, the state of Georgia is extremely good at, is being able to put those public and private partnerships together to advance things. And education is is really one of them. Yes, and in a lot of our larger manufacturing facilities, they have their own programs. You know, they um, Siemens or Caterpillar, they have their own programs in-house in which they are training and offering those opportunities for high school students or college students to come and learn the way in which their company operates. And so they're educating from within. And those are transferable to other, to other jobs and careers and other places if you should decide that once you're, you've gotten that education that you find some a better offer somewhere. So it's not like it's a dead end, I can only work for Siemens or I can only work for this company or that company. They're teaching skills that are transferable and that's so valuable to these kids and these young people and some of the older people too, I might add. Yes, and um, you know, we talk a lot about brain drain. Yep. And um, you know, uh, our company is no different than a lot of other companies right now. That's the buzzword brain drain. Um, And what does that mean? That means that there's so much information held in people's minds and that they have been doing for decades. And who is going to do that job when they retire? Getting that information out of these heads and working with them hand to hand and and all that is the way you learn. It's the best way to learn. And it's really, I've seen a a tremendous increase in people working with people and working with inside their their businesses. It's kind of like the... um, 
programs that you were talking about a while ago where you had the mentors, you have your mentors and so forth. You know, you've got to have something like that going on. And these companies have figured out how to do it. And it's been, it's been an amazing development. And that's where I think uh, that the technical stuff comes in. All this technical stuff, getting it into your mind and then getting it out of your mind and making that connection is really, really, really important. Definitely. Um, I think also from a student perspective, we have to understand that we don't know everything, you know, um, and I think that we're students for life. I, I definitely have that philosophy Absolutely. every day. You know, I'm a student um, and I learn whether it be from my employees or it be from mentors or it be from coaches or it be um, from sitting on a radio show like this. Um, every day we're learning and and I think that our youth have to understand that that learning is a lifetime skill um, and it's something that they need to strive for and so with that you have to be open to all the opportunities around you whether they be in a traditional classroom or they be in a non-traditional environment well I tell a lot I tell all my people that you know if you haven't learned something today somewhere along the way you hadn't been paying attention because there's something there every day through experience, through something, that is that you should have learned something. Uh, it's a pretty dead day if you haven't gone through and you just feel like you haven't learned a thing. Yes, and um, I think that um, I just really hope that in the, um, in the next decade that we can do a better job of educating the population on our technical colleges, on advanced manufacturing, on the excitement of the jobs, understanding what type of education you need, having more engagement in the public and private sector, and that, and that these things are bipartisan. I mean, because you know we just be. live in this environment that's so hostile, and at the end of the day, these are all bipartisan. Issues, absolutely. I mean, educating our population is something that we can all differ on the best way to do it, but at the end of the day, we need to do it. No, I totally agree, and, and where we're at right now with all the you know, the partisan crap going on, that somewhere along the way, and I've noticed in a lot of things, like, well, USMCA was a good example. Uh, it took, it was absolutely took no time once people started focusing on it, and once it got de- once it got developed, to actually get it through and get it signed. That was, that was good. That happened because why? It was bipartisan. Everybody saw the good result in the end out of it. And like you say, we didn't get everything we wanted. Uh, neither party got everything they wanted out of that agreement. Neither country got everything they wanted. But in the end, it all came together, and it made a better plan. It did. It was years in the making, Rick, though. Yes, years I, I mean, in I the making. I know that, but I'm talking yeah. about the end of it. When it finally got there and got to where they actually put the signatures on it, it didn't take – nobody said, I'm not signing this, or I'm going to veto this, or I'm not going to push this through. It went through because there had been so much work done on the front end of it. Yes, I, and I think there were a lot of really great um, points last night that were bipartisan points that I think that both the Democrats and Republicans can be very proud of that they're moving forward with. And I just um, hope and encourage when it comes to education and workforce development that we can move forward on a bipartisan level. And um, I think that manufacturing for a century and a quarter has led the nation through the best and the worst times. I think it's an exciting time to be in manufacturing. Um, I know that um, at Winton, when uh, George and I started the company, manufacturing was kind of a dirty word. I mean, nobody really wanted to talk about it. Um, nobody understood the cash flow of it. 
Um, no one was excited to fund you. And, um, and now it's, it's a buzzword. Everybody wants to talk about manufacturing. Absolutely. And our country wants to lead the nation in innovation. And how are we gonna lead the nation in innovation if our kids are not getting educated into the places it's going to take us exactly and we've done uh, a good job of it coming up to here i can see us doing a tremendously lot better job of it I, everybody's excited about it that i've seen so you know i i could talk with you all day long on this stuff i mean this is just some really good stuff is there anything in specific that you'd like to to add to what you've already talked about so we, we talked about our technical colleges. We talked about on a local level, the different programs. I encourage parents to get educated on all the opportunities that are available for their kids. Um, and that's not to say, I mean, we hire engineers out of, you know, I have an engineer out of KSU, you have an engineer out of Georgia Tech. So our colleges, our traditional four-year schools are also critical and important in a lot of different areas. Um, so that is still definitely a viable avenue. I have two kids that are in a traditional four-year school. Um, so I think that the point that I really want to make is there's a lot of different avenues and the most important thing is listening to your child and understanding what are they good at, where is their desire, where is their passion, how do you get educated as a parent to help them find the right path. And there are great resources out there to help you and be open to those different opportunities. Well, the old saying is find a job that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And that's what parents have to do is help those kids as they move through this, identify what they really love to do, and then help them get there. You know, support them. Give them the support they need to go and do what they want to do. And then it's all about education. Right. And at the end of the day, you hopefully love what you do, but every step of the way is not always going to be the best, It's not right? going to be a dream, no. It's not going to be a dream when you're taking <laughs> that class and you really don't enjoy it and you really don't understand why you're taking that class that's going to help you get to your end goal. So you got to realize that you're not going to love every step of the way. Absolutely. It's not a cakewalk. No. Uh, it's a lot of work to get what you want, but the end result is doing what you really want to do, what you love doing. Gosh, Lisa, it's been great talking with you again. Uh, I know that the next time that we're on here that you'll have so much more to talk about and so much. If somebody wants to get in touch with you and ask you about anything that we talked about and maybe about some of the stuff that you're into or that you're, you're involved in, how would they get a hold of you? I think the best way is um, either send me a message through LinkedIn or um, L. Winton at WintonMachine.com. Um, Winton Machine is located right in Swanee, Georgia, um, right here in Gwinnett County. We started the company here in Gwinnett and we've been there ever since. Um, and so um, I feel free if you have any questions as far as education, technical education, manufacturing. Um, you know, I'm a total geek when it comes to these things. So um, I really enjoy being on the show and I enjoyed um, being able to share. I know it's not a lot of time. We covered a lot of uh, subject matter. Yeah, we did. It was, uh, you know, A to Z and a real fast buzz. But, you know, it was stuff that I think people understand and people can comprehend. And I think you did an excellent job of going through this and talking about it. And I hope that I was able to put a little bit into it because you're the, you're the expert on this. Well, again, thank you for joining us on Case in Point this week, presented by Paradigm Security Services. And, again, brought to you by Sosby's Garage. Uh, our technicians in ASE Nissan Master Tech certified with over 90 years of experience and combined experience. 
But remember, you can join us every live every Wednesday at 11.30 in the morning, or you can listen to our show anytime you want by just going to businessradiox.com, clicking on the Gwinnett Studio, then click on Case in Point. Join us next week at 11.30 when we'll talk about business leaders, about their, not, their businesses, related business and security issues in today's world. Thanks so much again to my guest, Lisa Winton, and for our producer, Mike. And again, I'm Rick Strawn. And remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets. 